Welcome to The Life Podcast. We're so glad you're joining us for another hope-filled message. We pray that you're encouraged by this powerful word from our Sunday service. By uh, introduction this morning, I I just want to... uh Uh, ask the question, and uh, maybe some of you can relate to me, because uh, we have a lot of guests come through to our incredible city, and invariably, there's certain places I take our guests to. Um, Some of it's the Barossa Valley, but invariably, we'll end up at Mount Lofty. And uh, I don't know if you've ever had guests, and you end up taking them up to Mount Lofty, and uh, the question that begs to be asked is, why do we always take people from other parts of the world to Mount Lofty? And the reason is, is because it's the highest point in the city of Adelaide. It's 727 metres above sea level. And when you stand on Mount Lofty, you get the biggest and the best view of Adelaide. You get to see the city centre. You get to see the surrounding suburbs. You get to see the coastline. You get to see far south and far north. It's just a beautiful part of the city to take people to in order to get the best possible perspective when it comes to seeing our beautiful city. Who believes that Adelaide is indeed a beautiful city? Who likes our city? Who loves the city of Adelaide? And uh, I don't know about you, but I've noticed this, that the higher you are, the more you can see. The higher you are, the more you can see. Likewise, I believe the Holy Spirit can help us get a higher, uh, better perspective. We'll be able to see more, we'll be able to see further, and we'll be able to get a better perspective God perspective when we have the Holy Spirit in our lives. And this series, The Whisper, is all about the Holy Spirit. It's about us leaning in to hear what the Holy Spirit is saying to us today. Last week, Pastor Paul was with us and he spoke about a Holy Spirit-empowered life. And to be honest, that really could be part one of our Whisper series. He spoke about how the Holy Spirit awaits license to lead. In other words, he's not just going to force himself onto you or into your life or into your situation. He awaits license to lead. Secondly, he said he longs for us to listen. He longs for us to listen. And what I know about the Holy Spirit, he doesn't always shout at us. In actual fact, more often than not, he doesn't shout at us. He speaks to us in a still, small, quiet voice. It's more of a whisper more often than not. And we have to attune our hearing to listening to what the Holy Spirit is saying. And Pastor Paul also said he liberates what we entrust to him. And I would encourage you to get the message last week. And again, unofficially, it's part one of this particular series. What I know of the life of Jesus is that Jesus himself was filled with the Holy Spirit. Do you know that Jesus led his ministry life as a man who was led by the Holy Spirit. He was filled with the Holy Spirit. He was led by the Holy Spirit. And he was empowered by the Holy Spirit. Jesus didn't do any of his miraculous signs until he was filled with, empowered with, and led by the Holy Spirit. Who wants to be more like Jesus? Well, we need more of the Holy Spirit in our lives. I want you to turn with me, if you would, to Acts chapter 1. This is Jesus speaking, Acts chapter 1, verses 4. He says, on one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command, do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. 
For John baptized with water, but in a few days you'll be baptized with the Holy Spirit. This is Jesus speaking to his disciples. Jesus said many things, and Jesus actually said, You'll do greater things than I. And if you look at the life of Jesus, you think, Man, Jesus did some incredible things. Jesus did some miraculous things. Jesus did amazing things. And Jesus said to his disciples, You'll do even greater things than I. But then he said to them, Don't do anything until you have received the gift that I want to give to you. And the gift that he promised was the gift of the third person of the Godhead, and that is the Holy Spirit. And Holy Spirit is a person. He's a person. The Holy Spirit is fully God. And the Holy Spirit is the part of God that is with us. He's the one who's with us and He's here to help us do what we otherwise cannot do in our own strength. Is that making sense this morning? You're following me? I remember as a young man wanting to start going to the gym and working out. Obviously, my dad was right into the gym. He was into powerlifting. He was into bodybuilding. And I grew up wanting to be like my dad. And so when I was in those teenage years, I started going to the gym with him. And when we started pushing some heavy weight, particularly in the bench press, because obviously every young man wants to be able to impress when it comes to the bench press. And I remember sitting under the bar, having a weight that I knew I would struggle with in my own strength. And I remember time and time again, my dad standing over me saying, Tone, I've got you. I've got you. And it gave me the confidence and it gave me the courage to lift a weight I never would have tried had I been all alone. And, and I believe the ministry of the Holy Spirit, He's the one who's with us. He's the one who never leaves us. He's with us in every circumstance and in every situation. And I believe just like my dad, the Holy Spirit is saying to us this morning, I've got you. I've got you. I can help you. You're not alone. We can do this together. And by virtue of me having my dad there to help me and spot me, I was able to build my strength and get stronger and stronger and stronger. And I found weight I couldn't lift six months earlier. Six months later, I was able to do all by myself. But I was able to build my strength because I had the confidence knowing that my dad was there with me. And I believe God wants to grow us and He wants to give us confidence and strength to do things we've never done before. And we find the strength to do that because we know He is with us. Everyone say, God is with us. I really do believe that this morning. In actual fact, I believe it's a little bit of a divine setup. By virtue of us being unable to sing as we would week after week, just by virtue of being a little bit different, just by the virtue of it just being different than what we would normally do, it puts us in a different posture. And I'm really trusting today that we would embrace something of what God wants to do in our heart and in our lives today. You see, I believe in and I have a growing need of the Holy Spirit. I believe in the Holy Spirit and I have a growing need for the Holy Spirit. Is there anyone here this morning who would say, I believe in the Holy Spirit and I have a growing need for the Holy Spirit? In other words, it's not just a one off experience, it's something that we need to grow in more and more and more. And when I say I believe in the Holy Spirit, it's more than just a statement of faith, it's more than that. It's a statement of personal experience. I believe in the Holy Spirit like I believe in oxygen. Even though I can't see it, I breathe it and it keeps me alive. 
You know, most of the time we can't see the air we breathe. In actual fact, the only time we can really get a hint that the oxygen is in the air is on those cold mornings when you come outside and you start breathing heavy and you see the, the mist that it creates. But more often than not, we, we can't even see the air we breathe. But how many know without oxygen we die? And I believe our faith in Jesus dies if we don't have the oxygen of the Holy Spirit. And you may not see Him day to day, but He is there and He's the one empowering us. He's the one giving us the life that we need to face every circumstance and every situation. Again, in Acts chapter 2, verses 1 to 4, it says, When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. And suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak to one another in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Pentecost was the day that the Helper, it was the day that Holy Spirit came to help the early church. Pentecost was a Jewish holiday that was held 50 days after Passover. And this particular moment in the book of Acts marks the birth of the Christian church. And that day changed their life forever. The Holy Spirit showed up in a powerful way and He helped them from that day to the day they went to be with Jesus. And I believe the Holy Spirit wants to do the same in us today. The Holy Spirit brought a number of things to the early church. And I want to quickly highlight some of those this morning to inspire us that we might have a greater understanding, but also a greater desire for Holy Spirit in our lives. Amen. So let's go through some of these things very quickly that we see in the book of Acts, Acts chapter 2. First thing we see is that the Holy Spirit brought creativity. Say creativity. We see based upon the verses we've already read that He does new things. On that day, on Pentecost, some 2,000 years ago, there was fire, wind, and new languages. Fire, wind, and new languages. And what that tells me is that the Holy Spirit wants to breathe new life into old things. The Spirit speaks to us of a wind or breath. And I think back to the very beginning of time when God created the first human being, Adam. And he lay there as a mud man. And it wasn't until God breathed life into Adam, he came alive. And I believe you and I, I, I think there's a lot of people walking around, they're like the living dead. But God wants to breathe life into circumstances. He wants to breathe life into your family. He wants to breathe life into your workplace. He wants to breathe life into your university or school. I love what God is doing in our youth ministry right now. They're doing an incredible job. Uh, Pastors Dan and Ashari and the youth ministry team are doing an incredible job. God is doing some amazing things amongst our young people. We're having record numbers turning out and God is just doing some incredible things. Can we just put our hands together for what God is doing amongst our young people? I love young people because they're more open to new things. But us oldies, we need to be open to the new things that God wants to do because that's one of the roles of the Holy Spirit. He wants to breathe life into your old bodies. He wants to breathe life into your old way of thinking. He wants to breathe life into your old language. You know, one of the things I'm loving about this transition from Victory Church into Life Adelaide 
is all the changes we have to make. And what I'm finding, all these changes we need to make keep us young and keep us fresh and it keeps things exciting. And I believe that's one of the roles of the Holy Spirit. I believe if your marriage is stale, if your marriage is on the verge of of collapsing, I believe the Holy Spirit can breathe fresh life into your marriage. He can breathe fresh life into your ministry. He can breathe fresh life into your workplace. Otherwise, what happens, we just keep leaving and moving on and leaving and moving on. And we go from partner to partner. We go from job to job. We go from home to home. We go from city to city. But I believe there's a freshness that can be found in our staying. You'll never build anything great if you're just running away and running from this thing to that thing. God needs us planted. God needs us to stay. But that can get boring. That can get tedious. That's where the Holy Spirit wants to come and breathe life into the mundane. He wants to breathe life into longevity. The Holy Spirit is great at shaking things up. And I'm a great believer that in order to keep it up, you've got to shake it up. And the Holy Spirit helps us to shake things up. I'm so grateful for my wife. We've been married 30 years next February and I feel more in love with her than ever before. And there are some things that we are doing in our married life that we never used to do as Holy Spirit leads us in creative ways in keeping the love alive and keeping our love life fresh. And I believe that is true for this church. It's true for the role that I play as a minister in this church. And I believe He can do the same for you. He did creative things. He will do creative things. Because that's the nature of God. He always does new things. Turn to the person next to you and say, new things. Just don't sing it. You can say it, but not sing it. Is this good? Number two, he bought comfort. I'm a student of Pastor Danny, so all of these things will be starting with C. Alliteration is where it's at. Number two is he bought comfort. In Acts chapter 2, verses 12 to 13, we read, Amazed and perplexed, they ask one another, what does this mean? Some, however, and there's always a some. There's always a some, however. No matter what good things are taking place, there's always a some, however. Some, however, made fun of them and said, they've had too much wine. They're tipsy. They're drunk. They can't handle their liquor. These Christians, they can't handle their alcohol. That's basically what was taking place here. They made fun and said that they were drunk. Have you noticed that people tend to criticise what they don't understand? If someone doesn't understand it, instead of asking questions, most people just criticise it. And when you're being criticised for something God is doing or something that you can't even fully understand, you just know it's right, that's when you need comfort. When you're experiencing opposition, I think of some of our young people in the schools and universities. They are under extreme opposition based upon their faith and based upon what they are being taught in the schools and university. And it takes a strength and it takes a comfort that is required in order to hold their line. And I want to say to you young people, I'm so proud of you for doing just that. It's an amazing thing what you are doing and I want to encourage you that there is comfort on offer for those days where you just feel perplexed, alone, when you're struggling. The Holy Spirit wants to bring you comfort. See, God never promised a comfortable life. He promised that He would bring comfort. There's a big difference. See, if we don't receive the comfort of the Holy Spirit, what will happen is we will back off 
And we'll look for comfort in other things and other ways. But God never promises a comfortable lifestyle. If you look at the early church, you'll certainly see that was the case. But He does promise us comfort. And I believe there's comfort no matter what you are going through, no matter what you're facing, no matter what you are in right now, the God of comfort wants to come and bring comfort and peace to the season and the situation that you find yourself in this morning. Tonight, we want to open the meeting to a time of prayer. So if that's you, if you're going through a season, if you're going through a moment, we're going to create moment tonight in our Sunday night live service, a time of ministry and opportunity to pray for one another. And we're just going to believe that all these things I'm talking about this morning will be our reality. Amen? Number three, we see that the Holy Spirit brought courage. He not only brings creativity and comfort, but he also brought courage to the early church. Acts chapter 2 verse 14, it says, Peter stood up with the eleven. He raised his voice and he addressed the crowd. He said, fellow Jews and all you who live in Jerusalem, let me explain this to you. Listen carefully to what I say. Now, if you don't know what was taking place just a few moments earlier, you're going to miss the significance of this moment. It says, Peter stood up and he raised his voice and he spoke with great confidence and clarity. But just previously, we see Peter, among with the other disciples, locked away in an upper room for fear of the Jews. The Holy Spirit comes, does something new, and they unlock the doors, they go downstairs, and Peter, full of courage that came from an encounter with Holy Spirit, was able to speak bold truths in ways that he was never able to before. If you're lacking courage, if you're lacking confidence, I believe the Holy Spirit wants to infill you with a boldness and a courage. See, courage is not a personality. I think we tend to think of courage as a personality trait. It's not a personality trait. It's something that takes place deep on the inside. And you can be an introvert and find courage. You can be an extrovert and find courage. And that courage comes from God Himself through the Holy Spirit. And He wants to breathe courage and life into each and every one of us this morning. Number four, He brought clarity. He brought clarity. In Acts chapter 2, verse 15, Peter not only stood up and addressed the crowd, but he said, these people are not drunk as you suppose. It's only nine in the morning. It's only nine in the morning. He says, no, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. So what does Peter do? He not only speaks out in courage, but he brings clarity. He tells them what it's not. These people are not drunk. He tells them what this is not. But then he tells them what it is. And I believe more than ever before, we need clarity. If there is ever a time we need clarity, it's right here and right now. And we need clarity, not in reaction. Peter's not in reaction here. Peter's just cool, calm and collected and he's bringing clarity to, clarity to what it's not and to what it is. He said, this, these men, these women are not drunk as you suppose. That's your narrative that you've given to this situation. And can I just say this? The narrative we give to every situation is really important. The narrative we give to every situation will determine whether we live in freedom or bondage. 
many people come up with their own narrative, but it's not one based upon truth. It's not one based upon clarity. And Peter says, this is what was prophesied by the prophet Joel. And he takes him back to where? The Word of God. If we're going to get clarity, we've got to take people back to the Word of God. We've got to take them back to the Word of God. Jesus, when confronted by the religious people, they asked, he was asked this question. Why did uh, Moses issue a certificate of divorce? And Jesus said, that's easy because your hearts were hard. But he didn't leave them there. He says, but in the beginning, it wasn't like that. In the beginning, he takes them way back to Genesis. He takes them right back to a biblical narrative. And he says, in the beginning, God created man and woman. And he talked about separating uh, from their families in order to become one flesh. And so God's heart for man and woman is that they be married. But he issued a certificate of divorce because he loves his people. He's like, man, if you don't have a certificate of divorce, you're going to kill each other. But it wasn't always that way. God's intent, and I believe God's intent for men and women to be married is, is, has not changed. Has not changed. Are you with me? And again, no condemnation if you're in this place today and have experienced divorce or separation. We are not here as a church to bring up pain. We're not here to bring condemnation. We're here to bring clarity. We're here to look to a glorious future. We not, may not be able to undo our past, but we can set up our future. And the best way to set up your future is with clarity about what God's intent for our lives is and will always be. Amen. Peter went on to say that this promise was not only for Joel and his people and his time and his generation, but it's for us here and now, Peter was saying. But then he said, it's not only for us here and now, it's for all those who are to come. He, it was actually prophesying about what was prophesied and what we would live in today. He says, it's for sons and daughters. That's all of us here in this room. All those that are far off, for the rich and the poor. It is for all of us. This gift of Holy Spirit is available to each and every one of us so that we might have clarity, that we might have courage, that we might have creativity and freshness in our lives. This is good news. Fifthly, he bought conviction. He bought conviction. I love this thought. In Acts chapter 2, verse 37, it says, When the people heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and to the other apostles, Brothers, what shall we do? Conviction, they were cut to the heart. If you want to know what conviction feels like, it feels like heartburn. Have you ever had heartburn? You eat something and it just starts burning your heart and then you quickly try and grab a quickies to get rid of the pain. Well, when the Holy Spirit speaks to us because we've been doing something that's unhelpful to our health and future, there's a burning in our heart. And I think all of us have felt that from time to time, but I feel like most of us try and take a quickies to get rid of the pain. But I believe the answer to that pain is surrender. It's that acknowledgement of our need for God and God alone. We see the two that were walking on the side of the road to Emmaus. And they were talking about Jesus and Jesus appeared and they didn't even recognize him. And they had a dialogue with Jesus. They had dinner with Jesus. And it wasn't until Jesus left, they realized, hang on, this, that, that was Jesus. And they said, didn't we recognize the burning in our hearts? You know, God never wants to make us feel bad. 
but he will bring conviction. And that conviction won't always make us feel good. In actual fact, when you do the wrong thing and you feel good about that, that's bad. But when you feel bad about doing something bad, that's good. I'm going to say that again. When you do something bad and feel bad, guess what? That's good. That's the work of the Holy Spirit. But when you feel good about doing something bad, that's bad. And I remember with our young kids, uh, as parents growing up with young kids, and I'm sure all the mums and dads can relate to this, and, and brothers and sisters are giving it to each other. And you see the smiles, and they're actually enjoying it. This is bad. We, we, don't want our, we don't want our kids growing up thinking that punting each other and kicking each other and, and, and talking badly to one another is good. We want them to know that that's bad. That's not helpful. That's not healthy. And that's what the Holy Spirit wants to do with us. He, he wants to make us aware when we're doing something that's unhealthy for us and our relationships. He brings conviction. And the last thing he brings is a band comes this morning. He brought them to Christ. He brought them to Christ. In Acts chapter 2, verse 38, Peter replied, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name, here it is, of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins. I believe of all the great things that the Holy Spirit wants to do in us, the number one role of the Holy Spirit is to promote Jesus. The number one role of the Holy Spirit is to promote Jesus. The Holy Spirit is the PR manager of Jesus. He always points to Jesus. You know, I love it when churches are open to the work of the Holy Spirit. But the Holy Spirit never wants glory for Himself. You can go to some churches and it's more about the Holy Spirit than Jesus. And, and that's not right. The Holy Spirit wants to point you to Jesus. He wants to make you more like Jesus. See, God has branded Himself with Himself in the name of Jesus. God is an unmistakable brand. If you think of Nike, what do you think of? You think of the Nike tick. It's been branded well. If you think of Coca-Cola, what do you think of? You think of red and white and the white swirl. It's been branded well. And any knockoff that's out there, you, you soon know that, that that's not Coca-Cola. That's some AC Cola. AC Cola is not Coca-Cola. And you might go to Bali or some of these other places and, and buy some Nikes, but they're not Nikes. I mean, I mean, bless... Bless those people. They'll even tell you this is a genuine fake. They'll, they'll tell you this is a genuine fake. I'm like, wow. And I'll never forget our first pair of shoes that we ever bought from Bali. Uh, Mitchie bought them and they were Vans, but they weren't Vans. And I know they weren't Vans because he was running around church one day and as he was running, the whole soul just fell off. <laughs> He's just, just got this thing flopping around and he picked it. The sole of his shoe just fell off. God has branded Himself with a name. And that name is Jesus. And Jesus Himself said, no one comes to the Father but through me. And Jesus, the Holy Spirit wants to point to the authentic, 
reality of who Jesus is so that we don't buy some knockoff brand so that we're not walking around and our soul falls off there's lots of gods out there they go by many names but there's only one that the Holy Spirit will promote and His name is Jesus there's lots of gods some of them go by your own name sometimes we promote ourselves as God but the Holy Spirit says no, 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 no I have none of that there is but one and His name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. Can we do something this morning? Can we just stand to our feet? I love Holy Spirit. I'm so grateful for His work in my life. I'm grateful when I get it wrong, He's there correcting me and comforting me. I love those moments where He points something out and no sooner do I feel bad, I feel the comfort. And we live in a busy world with lots of distractions. And in this season, we felt as a church, it, it would be right for us just to have a pause and remember Holy Spirit at work in our lives. But in the busyness, and all the competing distractions, we have to slow down and hear the whisper, hear the promptings, hear the leadings. You know, I've been in meetings where the Holy Spirit has moved and I've, I've felt the power and the weight of His presence and literally been unable to stand. I thank God for those moments. They were real for me. I thank God I've been in meetings and in moments. I've been in my home and just been overcome with tears because of the Holy Spirit's ministry in my life. Likewise, I've been in home laughing my head off just as the Spirit of joy has come upon me. I thank God for all of those moments. But this I can tell you, whatever those moments were, it equaled a change in my life. See, the Holy Spirit wants to bring change. He doesn't want to just bring an experience. And may this church never be built only on experiences, but may those experiences lead to God and long-lasting changes. May they lead to changes that we might become more like Jesus. I thank for God for what He did in my life when I was a teenager and I went to those youth camps. I'm grateful for that. Who here has ever been to a youth camp and been blessed and touched by the presence of God? I thank God for those moments. They were magnificent moments in my life. But I want to tell you, I've had just as many significant moments, if not more significant moments. Five years from that moment, 10 years from that moment, 15 years from that moment. I thank God just for this week, the moments I've had with God in my own home where there wasn't the band, but I sensed the presence of the Holy Spirit. He wants to come and do something that only He can do. He wants to bring the comfort. He wants to bring the clarity. He wants to bring the creativity. And if that's you in this place, if you're desiring more of the Holy Spirit, why don't you just raise your hands right now? I would love to pray with you and I'd love to pray for you. Holy Spirit, we welcome in this place. We realise that You're more than just a power. You're more than just a force. You are God and You are here to do us good 
You are here to strengthen. You are here to empower. You are here to change. You are here to bring all that we need for life and for godliness. And we ask that You would breathe afresh. We pray that You pour out Your Spirit afresh. We cry out to You right now that the fresh wind from heaven may come from front to back. All those online right now, pour Your Spirit out. Pour Your Spirit out. Pour Your Spirit out. Come on, let this team sing over You right now. creativity, a fresh confidence, a fresh clarity, fresh convictions, fresh strength, fresh power, fresh joy, a fresh love, a fresh hope. Holy Spirit, pour your Spirit out. Thanks for listening to this podcast. We trust that you're encouraged by this powerful message. You always have a place to call home here at Life and we invite you to join us for our Sunday services at our Adelaide campus. If you'd like to know more about Life, then visit our website at lifeadelaide.org or download the Life Adelaide app and stay connected.